Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. With X and with Jay, I'm sitting there looking and I'm like, yo, these niggas just made like 400 million this year just with my niggas. The label. They made like 400. Damn. What was your salary? 60K. <laughs> the dumb niggas. Promotion <laughs> today? The dumb nigga. I ain't going to be dumb too long. <laughs> my graduates from my school. Being Forbes, bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> a mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, we on the West Coast. Yeah. This is going to be something that's going to be a very exciting, legendary situation. Something I've actually been looking forward to for a while. So first, I got to shout out. His brother, but my brother as well, Chris. Yeah, Gattie. yeah, yeah, legend. I met Chris. Everybody knows the story. Um, and ever since we met, we always tapped in. And uh, Chris, one of the best storytellers of all time. <laughs> Crazy. I told Angie that, and she was like, "Irv is a better storyteller than Chris." That's the first thing she said. Have you heard <laughs> Irv's stories? Because <laughs> he's way like his stories are immaculate. Yeah. And you and Martinez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Irv Gotti really needs no introduction, but pioneer in the space but somebody who's been able to reinvent himself i don't think he gets enough credit for that so obviously one of the biggest music moguls uh, murder inc and then actually transitioned to the media side with mm -hmm. tales 
killing the game. TV. And recently, changed the game again when he sold his Masters for $100 million. Um, So there's actually a lot to talk about because that Masters conversation is really, really exciting, yeah. prevalent. A lot of people have different takes on it. I think Future just sold his Masters. Yeah, we keep Little seeing Wayne. that. Uh, Little Wayne did it. Future John just Legend. did it. John Legend has I done it. I think Future got like 60, 70. Yeah. Say, yeah. Justin, uh, Justin Timberlake did Justin it. Justin Timberlake. Yeah, we keep seeing it, but it's like, what does it really mean? Like, what's how's the it happening? Yeah. All the details and all that. Yeah. So. What's it mean? Yeah, I think like when people saw it, like they saw Timberlake do it and they, obviously they, they saw Wayne it means do it. we got a bag. Well, that we know that. But people are just like, wait, huh? How, why are they doing it? So it's, this is going to be- Because the bag. Because the bag. That's it. That's it. We're going to have a dope conversation, but first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. You guys is Jesus and Moses. <laughs> That's what they say. Word on the street. Word on the street. Jesus and Moses. Word on the street, man. So let's lie. Let's start. I want to start with this. We might as well start with this. $100 million for selling your, your masters, right? Yeah. So walk us through that process because you told it to us when we first met. Is an interesting story how that even came about because that wasn't on your radar. No. So talk about how that was even on your radar. And what was on my radar was making the film... And I needed $5 million to make a film. So I wanted to raise the money because the people I was asking that I thought would just loan me the $5 million was asking for 50% of my company. <laughs> Real friends. For $5 million. <laughs> Good friends. I'm telling them this is going to be a multi-billion dollar company. They give me $5 million, They want 50%. I was like, I'm not getting jerked. Right? So people told me, they said, Irv, you got the money. Just use your masters as leverage. So that's what I did. I did a deal with this company called Sound Royalties, and they gave me $5 million. I had to give them a, a big interest rate. I had to pay them back like $6 million. $6 million for $5 million? Yeah. It's like a loan shark. Shylock rates, that's definitely. Uh, but I didn't care because I had a situation set up with Paramount and Bob Backage that I felt very strong that if I made the movie for five, I would get back seven to ten. So if you know me, once I once I want to do something, I'm doing it. Right? There's no looking back. I got tunnel vision. I don't give a fuck. I'm going. So basically when I did that, the word got out that I'm doing shit with my masters. Zach Horowitz, great friend of mine, he was the COO of the Universal Music Group. And he called me and he's like, Irv, you, 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 you want to sell your masters? I said, well, I borrowed money against it. I ain't sell them. He said, but well, do you want it? I said, well, if the, if the price is right, I said, I want to make TV and film and I want to own it. I want to have the money to pay for it to own it. He said, there's this guy, Olivier Chaston. He he pays the most for masters. And he plugged me with him. As soon as I met Olivier, it was like a love fest. And he gave me a like 27X. He gave me a big multiple for my masters. So I took the deal and took the money. Right? Then where he got his money from, or the, the company that he's partnered with, is this company called PIMCO, P-I-M-C-O. Giant financial firm. Giant. 
So he put me on to Ben Frischman. So we sitting there at a meeting. You know, they buying my masters. So Ben was like, so why why are you selling your masters if you might, if, 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 he said, if I could ask you. And I said, well, I'm selling my past to ignite my future. I said, I want to pay for my own TV series, pay for my own films so I could own it 100% and build that catalog up just how I built my music catalog. He said, well, I'll give you $200 million. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> to which I'm like, you know, coming from where I, I come from, the nigga said, you're giving you $200 million. So my immediate response was like, so what you want, like 50% of my company? Oh, 80%. <laughs> He's like, nah, I don't want nothing. He said, I just want whatever money that you borrow from me, pay me back 8%. I said, that's it? He said, that's it? I couldn't believe it. And the man was offering me a $200 million line of credit and didn't want a percentage of my company. So he said, you know, you don't have to spend that hundred for your masters. He's like, we'll give you the money to make your product. I said, cool. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's really a, a dope story because it's a story of, I really, it fell in my lap. So, the, the, the story, I mean, the way you tell it, and like I said, when we first met, you actually, you know, gave us a breath to it. But it feels like this is, how's this even happening? How unbelievable is this? Can you talk about the contrast into the industry that you came from where deals weren't structured like that? Where oh, no. Just trying to like so take advantage. Where I came from, if a nigga offered me $200 million, he probably wanted 99% of my company. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so the whole process of what happened, I got to give it up to God. And God just blessed me. Because I can't explain it. So let's let's break this down a little bit because you said a 27X multiple. So this is important for people to understand because a lot of times people aren't fully educated. So they're like, yo, they're looking at music like don't sell your music because you're not going to have a legacy for your children. But when we were in London, DJ, he explained it to us. I never really thought about it like this. He was like, it's like a startup company. Like mm -hmm. when Elon Musk sells PayPal for $200 million, nobody criticizes him for doing that. Because he used that money to fund SpaceX and Tesla. Tesla yep. And now he's the richest person in the world. He's about to be a trillionaire. So he was like, you could look at a music catalog just like that. It's like you're selling a company. For us, a liquidation event, you get a lump sum of money as opposed to getting residual yeah. amount of money. And now that lump right. sum. It's, 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 do you take the 100 or do you take $4 million a year for 30 years? It's like the lottery. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, which, which the, one do you take? Yeah, the keys to have these liquidations. And here's the thing. If I'm retiring, maybe <laughs> the $4 million is good. But I'm not retiring. In my mind, I got other things that I'm trying to do where I could use that 100 But look, doing that deal for the 100 it bounced into the 200 mm -hmm. And then so the 200 that's a lot. Of, so the same company, the 100 is up front. They gave it to you. That's money in the bank. The 200 is a lot of credit. Essentially... It's like a credit card. I ain't got to use my 100. Yeah. When, when you use the 200, as long as you, you get an yeah, 8% I just, rate. when I said, I told you, tail's Latin. So Olivia is like, 
He's like, how much is it going to be? I said, maybe $2 million in that, $20 million. He's going to give it to me. Yeah. And that'll be part of probably the line of credit, $20 million, which I got to give him back 8%. Yeah, because, let's let's talk about fine, that. Because once I make it, I'm going to sell it for more to a streaming company. and then But I own it now. I own it. So you said two million an episode. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in startup and trying to get into to TV and film. It's not like music. You it's need not. Bread. It's definitely not like music. What What are some of these expenses or these line items, these large ones that go into a production like that? So you said two million per episode. You said twenty million. So I'm assuming that's ten episodes for the season. What goes into that? Is it obviously cast, crew? Equipment? You got like, above the line numbers and you got below the line. The above the line is like the actors and actresses because you don't know how much they're gonna cost. Mm-hmm. The below the line is like set numbers. How much is that camera cost and how much is that operator cost and it's going to operate it? How many cameras are you going to need? Different things like that. Mm-hmm. How much is this mic? This like, these, that's a below the line cost, right? And that's how you make up a budget of how much each episode is going to be. And you're the, you're exactly. And if you're union, okay. if you're non-union. Right. If you go on union, that camera operator has a set price. If you're non-union, you could negotiate a deal. Yeah, then they, then the, the hours of when they can work and when they can't work, they're breaking. How many them. hours? Yeah. Then it's overtime. They're not working Saturdays and Sundays. They, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like different shit. I know all that shit now, though. And then, like, I know, I know everything. Yeah. I think I heard you in a conversation um, last week, and you were telling this young filmmaker, like, I think he said something very key to you. He was like, yo, I own my own equipment. And he was like... That's good. When he walked away, you're like, I like him. Yeah. And you talk about like the, the ownership of having the equipment. Yeah, because if you own it and you have the equipment, you could finagle with the lines. You could finagle with the budget. You could do it for lower because it's your shit. So instead of $1,000 for this camera, 500 It's yours. It's, you own it. So you could finagle with the numbers. So you so, talking about selling your master's you didn't sell the Web3 component. No, I just sold my masters. Like the branding, the likeness, Murder Inc., the logo. Um, it's another check coming. So you can still make money. <laughs> As you said, you can still make money. In you know, Death Row, Snoop doesn't own the, the music. He owns the logo. He owns the, the likeness. likeness. Yeah. And they said he scored like a 40 or uh, $45 million deal with... NFTs or Web3 or something. I don't even know that. <coughs> I don't know about Web3, NFTs, nothing. What I do know is, is money that. <coughs> so I'm going to get it. So when I secured the deal, I got the money for the masters. But my man Walter, he left open all of that Web3 shit, which I'm going to get another check. No, it's important because it's like, I look at it as an opportunity, like you said, to get a lump sum of money. And now if you have a plan, that's going to accelerate your plan as opposed to trying to borrow money and put pieces yeah. together. Now you got nine. I mean, the goal, my ultimate goal now is with the money that I'm, I've attained with the 200 million line of credit is to produce films, TV, soundtracks, music. 
So just think, if I got a hundred million for some shit I made twenty years ago. So if I got a hundred episodes of television, ten films, maybe another ten albums, shit. <laughs> no liquidation. You told us to win the beat. music is the, the the smallest form of the entertainment business. TV and films is way bigger. So that's why I said. If I have a hundred episodes of television thing, I'm a multi-billion-dollar company. Is music still a passion of yours? I mean, obviously that, yeah, that's yeah, it's that's, all. That's I love all of it. Okay, TV, film, music. Uh, I enjoy entertaining people, and I feel I'm good at it. That's proven. And I, I think, I think if you could do one, the others isn't far off. Ernest, what's up? Look, Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega, Veneta at eBay. It's real. Or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados, sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads, handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs, and jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details inspected, the fakes rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. I was a great music maker. Okay, if you're a great music maker, I have to decide what beat is going to move the people. What are they going to like? What lyrics to put on top? It's the same thing with script and characters and things. It's, it's very similar. So... You said something to us. You was like, you can't sell what you don't own. And somebody told you that about the Mark Lazary. The BT situation, right? Mark Lazary, he owns the Milwaukee Bucks. He has Avenue Capital. Very close friend of mine. He's probably worth like $10 billion. Who knows? Maybe more. But, you know, I was at his house shooting the shit. Just shooting the shit. And I was bragging about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I direct, I produce, I write, I could do it all. I'm a one-man wrecking crew. I'm Spielberg, Katzenberg, and Geffen, and rolling the one. And he's nice. <laughs> and then he was like, you said everything with the right thing. And he stopped me, and I was like, what? He said, who owns it? And I was like, well, BET owns the majority of the shit that I make. He said, well, there you have it. He said, you can't sell what you don't own. And then he just kept drilling it. You know you can't sell what you don't own. <laughs> you know you can't sell what you don't own. He kept saying it to me. And it changed me. It changed me. And that's what got me on my ownership vibe times 10. So now going forward with Tales, you're going to own Tales? Or? 100%. So pre I own the first season. BET owns the second and third. But moving forward... I wanted it to be a licensing deal. So it'll, BT will distribute it, but you'll own it. BT will license it, and they'll profit off of it for, say, five years, but then it reverts back to me. How's that work from a domestic to an international play? Because I know 
BT obviously is trying to scale global. It depends. I own I own it internationally. I own it worldwide. Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could strike deals, but nah, I'm gonna own my shit everywhere, yo. And it's just, he's right. You can't sell what you don't own. So yeah, you can make millions of dollars. I make millions of dollars producing, mm -hmm. directing, writing, being a production company. But the ownership check is a different check. It's like you can make millions of dollars or you can make hundreds of millions, if not billions. How does that work? With, with I mean, obviously, Tails, there's a writer for it. I'm, I'm sure you, you're probably involved in the writer. Friends. Friend, they, no, they, listen, friends. Okay. You know, it's yeah, sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix paid $300 million to license it for 10 years. Yep. That explains it to you. Whoever owns Friends got 300. 300 million for a 10 year licensing fee for one show. Yeah. Well, that's what he was talking to Steve Harvey, and that's what he was saying about Family Feud. He, didn't own, he doesn't own Family Feud, but he it, did have an opportunity to own Family Feud in Africa. Exactly. That was his. So he did it. Yeah. yeah. And now he's doing it with, with his judge show. Yeah. So there's complete ownership in that, too. He's owning it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now here, Steve. He's a rich guy. So even without ownership, I probably put Steve on. He was probably making anywhere like someone in the neighborhood of 50 million a year. But he wasn't, he's he's probably looking at what the owners is making and like, damn. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting rich. But these niggas is, is, is yeah. Yeah, different right. level. These niggas is billionaires. Yeah, the masters, that was Murder Inc. or that was like those J Lo records and all that too. You know, the J-Lo records is part of my masters. You have the masters for that. Yeah. Did, did you own 100% of your masters or was it like 50, a 50-50 50, deal with Universal, right? Universal Def Jam? And again, when I did that, that was just because everyone was doing it. It's not like I even knew what the fuck I was doing. When we spoke to when we spoke to Chris, it was a long time ago, so if you could refresh this. It's, he said when y'all was going to trial, Universal, they did something where they tried to take the masters away? No. Oh. He... <laughs> They terminated us. Damn. So they cut ties, but they never offered you money for the master? Yeah, they offered money. Like a, a little bit amount of money. They offered bullshit. They offered like five hundred thousand. <laughs> and I was like, no. So they was like, all right, moving forward. You own your fifty and we own our fifty. They offered me five hundred thousand. For the whole catalog. Because they figured you was in trouble. Now, when I spoke to Zach about this, Zach was like, Irv, we wasn't jerking you. And I was like, explain. He said, it was no streaming. He said, so basically, a catalog is based off of CD sales. And he says, it was a way different metric. You understand? It was like 2007, 2000. You want more? If it's basing it off of... Uh, just CD sales. Maybe I'm making a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars a year. But then streaming changed everything. Streaming, I'm making millions. <laughs> so he was like, "We didn't jerk you. It was just what we was making." Yeah, I mean, so from from the standpoint of, of the masters in, in the space of music, and now turning it into the the catalog for tales. 
what are the other things that you're going to add to it, right? We we talked about going... Tales is, is, is... Tales is the franchise? Yeah, it's TV. Yeah. And then films. With each film, will be a soundtrack. So you add the music? New artists. Try to break new artists. I know how to do it. We've seen that. Yeah, I know how to do it. From, from a standpoint of Tales, this is... I mean, obviously, I was trying to get to this earlier. You obviously involved in the writing process, but... How how involved are the artists? Because I know each episode is based upon a song. Not, are they involved, or just, we're just taking using the title for the song and creating yeah, our own they're, content? They're not, it? they're not involved. It's me and my writers have an idea, and we make it. Okay, but you have to pay the artist, all right? Hundred percent. It's a favorite nation cost. Every artist when we use their song for an episode, everyone gets the same. So it's not like someone couldn't negotiate. It's favorite nations. It's what? It's called most favorite nations. That means everyone gets X amount. It's the same. Flat. Everyone gets the same. Okay. Which and it's a good fee. It's okay. an, it ain't no bullshit fee. The songs that I choose for the episodes, they get they get a decent check. But it's no negotiating, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is what it is. Yeah. This is what you're getting. It's, it's favorite nations, but that makes it better. So no one's they everyone gets the same. <clears throat> There's any been a time when artists is like, nah, we're good. I've never got turned down yet. Okay. Not gonna work. I never got turned down from a when I did Lauren Hill X Factor, that's what I thought, because Lauren yeah. but Lauren I have a phenomenal relationship with it. She approved it. Yeah. She approved it. Because I, I was thinking of like I got a story to tell. I mean Biggie, that's but Puff Puff yeah. ain't gonna deny me. I mean, I, I just, just thought it was a great idea. I mean, the concept of Tales is just a great idea because a lot of times in our head, especially as fans of the music, we hear songs on the album and we're like, yo, this should be a video for this. Like, yeah. This is a story that should be captured Fuck in a video. a video, a movie. A movie around it. But that's what Tales has become. It's like now, it's like, oh. It's a one-hour movie. That three-minute song has now turned into expanded content. We, we, we get to really dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Story to Tell by Biggie was one of the original songs one that, you know, because it's so vivid vivid and graphic. Yeah. How could, it's tailor-made for tales. Perfect. <laughs> Slick Rick, children's story. Mm -hmm. Did you do I Gave You Power? I Gave You Power? Yep. Uh, Nas. Renee. Renee. Good one. Yeah. Damien was thing. DMX. Yeah. yeah. But I want to turn that into a movie. A real movie. Damien? About a rapper who sells a soul to the devil. That's like that Snoop Dogg song, um, yeah. Murder was, Murder was the, case. the case. Yeah. 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 Like Murder before. was the case. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I talked to actually my brother hooked me up. I, I actually spoke to Matthew McConaughey and he was in, he's interested to play the devil. <laughs> <laughs> he did that movie, that what was that law movie where he uh the law firm that he was working at, remember? Nah, that's Devil's Advocate, Devil's but he Devil's wasn't in. He wasn't, he wasn't in Devil's Advocate? No, nah, that's how Pacino. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Um, I want to ask you something. If we can go back in time. Whatever happened with that situation with Jay Prince and Suge when y'all was trying to start the um, distribution? What were you it wasn't a distribution. Okay, what was it? It was a union. Now, nah, baseball, basketball, football. It's crazy. We're going to tell a story. <laughs> and honestly, it was all Suge's idea. And Suge masterminded the whole shit. Suge Smart is guy. one of the most brilliant guys that I've learned so much. He schooled me so much with the business and everything. He's just a brilliant guy, but he just enjoyed being a gangster. 
and doing gangster shit, but he's he was brilliant. So me, him, and Prince, we was sitting down and having meetings, and it was funny because we meet at like the Lamitage, this hotel in Beverly Hills, and when people would see us together, they would uh-oh. When I say scared, <clears throat> that was an understatement. <laughs> they was looking at me, fucking Prince and Shelly. They was like, what the fuck, yo? What are they? <laughs> right? <clears throat> but Shug came up with the idea. It was a brilliant plan. <clears throat> it was basically like for labels. Say your recording phone was a million dollars. He said, whatever the recording fund is, 10% goes to the union. So instead of a million, you'd have a million one with a hundred thousand going to the union. Now that said, artists would get medical, pension, mm-hmm. all of the stuff that unions, the benefits that unions do. You could go get your teeth fixed now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> all that. And each time you do a new album, 10%. And it was easy metrics because instead of you recouping a million dollars, you recoup a million one. Right? Shortly after that, the feds raided me or whatever. So, you know, you could say that they was listening and they wanted to stop it. But it was a brilliant idea. But if I'm speaking 100% truthful, we would have fucked it up. I think all that money, like, we would have, who's we? Me, President Shell. Oh, y'all yeah, was yeah. going to be the custodians of it. We was going to be the owners of this union. We was going to be the custodians, whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all niggas. <laughs> At the end of the day. At the end of the day. Check, check, so, check. And, <laughs> and it was crazy because we were sitting there <laughs> and it was going to be some get down or lay down shit. Oh, you like you oh, had yeah. Oh, because you couldn't opt out. Like, artists if you wasn't like, joining the union. He's on the outside. It was going to be a problem. At your shows, at whatever. Who's <laughs> showing up? Sign these favors. It was going to be some shit like, it was going to be some shit like that. But the funny thing is like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I got the East Coast. So I got the East Coast. Suge was like, I got the West Coast. My nigga, my brother Prince, he said, I got everywhere else. <laughs> North, South, everything. North, South. He said, I got everywhere else. Little nigga strong. <laughs> Little nigga we, strong. We heard. So, but <clears throat> I just know it would have, it probably, I feel artists would have would have been like, yeah, fuck it, they'll get down because it's benefiting you. Yeah. It, it's just, how, you know, it's crazy because we had this conversation with Dougie Fresh. Yes, like literally yesterday. Brandon Dougie Fresh, and he was saying, uh, one of the hip hop partners, I won't mention his name, is having a lot of health issues, and he was saying that. You know, he really wants to put together a union because he was like a lot of the pioneers, like his generation or even older, mm-hmm. are really struggling. But we wasn't just doing hip hop. We was doing the music business. So Taylor Swift, who her album budget was probably fifteen million. That's one point five. Oh, and you showing up at shows? Yeah, shit, ain't no one above Justin Bieber. <laughs> no one's above the shakedown. Very important. But, but it, you know, I mean, it's a shakedown. But it's shakedown. It's actually beneficial. It's, it's a respect. It's business. Yeah, respect. It's business. When you look at, it's you, kind ever of see, shit, you ever see Hoffa? That's what I was just there. Hoffa, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. When you look at Hoffa with the unions, that's that, how Vegas was built. When yeah, yeah, it got a little violent. 
Very violent. <laughs> it, was, it was a little get down or lay down yeah. type of activity. But it helps. The, it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. It's for the greater for the good. Community. And that's what we were saying. What we were saying to all the artists is like, yo, you have a pension. So when you ain't making these hit records, you are gonna have a little trickle. But what I could see, can, I could, can, I could be, can it exist though? Like, 100%. I mean, I think, said that right. No, you no damn plan. I, I can't think, eat off a hundred grand. I think the younger artist. Especially now. You ain't balling. Like Suge was like, maybe you don't have five cars, but you still got one. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, when you making the music, you ain't balling like that. Mm -hmm. But damn, nigga, if you got something coming in and trickling in, I think that's a good thing. It makes a lot of sense. It's just... You can go get your teeth fixed, nigga. You can go... If, you, if your kids... Oh, you gotta go see a doctor. Medical expenses that up, yeah. I think the younger artists might have an issue with that. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. Like, so because when, they feel like they don't have the same respect. Even they look at it like I'm paying for older people, and they don't have reverence for them. But they're doing it now with Social Security. But they don't. They're not educated. They don't even know. That's it. what I'm saying. Like, they, they, you're already forced, doing it. Forced to do. You're it. already doing it with the government. With <laughs> right. Social you're already doing it with Social Security. You're paying for the older generation. I think it would be a good thing. No, it would. I, everybody. I think it should happen. Anybody who's intelligent enough to understand that knows that. But everybody's not intelligent. Yeah, I think it's overall, if you look at it, it'll be a good thing. So yeah, is there still hope benefit. to do that? Well, Suge's in prison. Well, not with yeah, Suge, yeah, no, I'm no, just no. saying, just fundamentally. And generally. Yeah. It's cause, like I said, yeah, we just had I think someone could, Fresh I yesterday. think someone could put it together. But it'll take like, but Suge was, like he was getting the nigga that did the baseball union. He was going to have like reputable people. Like, because he knew like, if it's just us, some nigga shit. <laughs> so he was getting, he was bringing in real people. And then it just, you know, the feds got on me. I think, you know, he went to jail. It just, it just didn't pan out. You know what I'm saying? But I could tell you this for a fact, Suge is a, he's brilliant. Good dude. He's a great dude. To, to me, everyone, everyone has their own opinion. Interactions with him. So I'm quite sure there's a gang of people that hate him and think he's the devil. You know what I'm saying? Not me. I think he's a a, a good dude. With me, he's been nothing but a great dude. And if you want to talk about smarts, you my circles around 90% of these motherfuckers out here. Yeah, I think something about you, like we've like always... He's really, really smart, yo. Yeah. Really smart and knows this business, how to get paid, where to get. He knows all of it. I feel like people look at you the same way, and we look just obviously from the. I'm success. pretty smart. This is what I'm saying, but also I think what to your credit is something that you said to us is like you are not bashful about knowing that you didn't know. Yeah. Right, there's so much that you didn't. I'm know. A, and, when I say fast learner, right. I'm super fast learning. I'm a sponge. So I'll know, like, if I'm in a room and I'm, I know, like, I'm not the smartest nigga in this room or whatever, but give me a month or so. And I'm the smartest nigga in this room now. Yeah. That, so has that been the approach from day one? Because I remember the conversation, you were like, yeah, I want my masters. I want my masters. And then, like, you were like, wait, what, is, what does it even mean to have your masters? Like, How many times has that been happening throughout <laughs> your career? Like, like I said, when I negotiate the 50-50 joint venture, really it was because I was hearing Suge say this shit and other counterparts say this shit. So that, that must be the standard. 
right. So did I know? No. But I figured it out. That's niggas, though, that right? We are the most lemons to lemonade motherfuckers in the history of people. We gonna figure the shit out or whatever. And that's basically me. I'm gonna figure the shit out. Y'all niggas, all right, I don't know that. Okay, everyone's talking masters. I need to own my masters. All right, 50-50 venture. All right. Did I really, really know? No. I know now. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> when you saw the masters, the publishing, you saw the publishing too? That's part of it? No. You could, I could have did just the masters. Did you do the you did the publishing also? I did the, I did the publishing and did the produce royalties. <laughs> take it. Like it. Give me the biggest check, take it. But that's <clears throat> that's because also I knew I was coming with no shit. Yeah, so you got the obviously tales, but let's talk about doc- documentaries, because I mean, obviously we we've seen some of the work already. The the, the Murder Inc. documentary incredible, but the movie, let's talk about that. I have a slate of documentaries that's insane. And it's all because of the 50-year anniversary of hip-hop, which yeah. is next year. Yes, yes. So one of the docs that I want to do is the story of hip-hop, from start to present day. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's. I feel it's like minimum 10 one hours. Yeah. Because I got to touch on the international, the Latin explosion. So many things to touch on. How would we... How it originated? What was the thought? What was the mind process? The evolution from Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five to groups like that to then Run DMC, then fucking Eric B and Rakim and Public Enemy. And so I want to touch on it all and do its justice and make an award winning doc. It's going to happen. As long as you don't say hip hop star in Queensbridge. No. <laughs> that? I mean, Queen's guy. You never know. You never know. What speaking, Queen's guy. Speaking, speaking of Queen. Uh, <laughs> well, Queen's guy, but, you know, it started in the Bronx. Okay. started in the Bronx, but Queen's damn sure. Ele- we elevated it. <laughs> nah. Sure did it. There was a lot of elevation in the borough of Queens. This is true. No, there's no denying I mean, that. when you think about it, right? Yeah. With all what they was doing in the Bronx with the groups, like, oh, what I'm saying? Nigga, when Suck MCs came out, the game changed. Because them niggas wasn't rapping like that. They wasn't rapping like Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five. Mm-hmm. They wasn't wearing costumes like them niggas. Them niggas from DMC was, <laughs> well, came out. Global. They were the nigga, first global Levi's and the t-shirt. KRS came out before them? Or? No, they came out before Run him. DMC came out before KRS. Yeah. They're the first global sensation in hip-hop. Like that's What year did they come out? Queens. Hollis Queens. I'm giving them the credit. <laughs> what, year, what year was that? 86? 84. 83, 84. 84. It's crazy. I'm born in 82, but I, I know was that. like 13. I was born yeah. in 84. Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, you got to understand, like, I'm a DJ. I would cut Suck MCs for 10 hours because there was no other records. Like, in the beginning of hip-hop, we had only had like three, four records. <laughs> So if you was a DJ, nigga, at a party... That's your playlist. Sucking C's is ringing off for at least two hours, yo. Yeah. Because you ain't got no other records to play. Houdini benefited from that. Houdini's dope, but you know. 
Shout out to Houdini. Jake is hip hop, nigga. You, you want to play hip hop? You going to play Houdini. I know the option. Houdini, Kumo D at that time. Yeah, all them niggas. They benefited. There was no competition. If you want to play hip hop, all right, Kumo D. How you like me now? <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the shades. With the fucking super shades. <laughs> it was a good record, but yeah. I mean, if that record came out with, there was 50 other records, does it, does it ring off? Friends. How many? Friends is going to ring off. That boom. That beat was thing. The freaks come out at night? I Another, don't know. That's a decent record. Friends was, record. Friends was... Friends was ranged off. Come on, that's like a Halloween record almost, right? Yeah, it's like, like a theme. If there's 50 records out when the freaks come out at night, comes out, I don't know if it rings off like that. Probably not. Probably not. Right? Probably not. Yeah, yeah. But the Queen, Run DMC globalizes. They change. I, I that's feel, when people listen, start. Run changing. DMC. Uh, I'll give Big Daddy Kane and Eric B and Rakim. I'll, I'll pair them together. But like. Rakim changed shit. Rakim definitely changed it. He, he's a game changer. You didn't say KRS? We're, not, we're just going to... KRS is in there. He's in there with Rakim and yeah. Big Daddy King. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and then, you, of course, Public Enemy from a social standpoint. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Chuck D, lyrically, I used to be like, this nigga gets busy. He just gets busy on the political front, but that nigga is... And he was old. Like, he was an older rapper. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, fair black, fair of a black planet. And then... Come on, man. That Rebel Without a Pause. Rebel Without a Pause, yeah. Terminator X. When I first heard that record, I, I listened to it a thousand times. I was like, how did they make this record? That's what I used to do, to be honest with you. When, like, L Records came out, I was just staying in my house and literally trying to figure out Why? Because I felt if I figured it out, I could then do it. So when did you want to get into being an executive? Because you was a you was a DJ, DJ Irv, first, right? right? And then, and then you was actually like a producer, producer, and you was making deals. At like you brought um, DMX to Def Jam, right? Yeah. But you never thought. When did you think instead of bringing DMX to Def Jam, I'm going to sign Ja Rule as an artist to Murder Inc. Shortly after I brought, because <laughs> you saw how that worked. Oh, then I started getting into again. But did you have did, Geronimo for, too? Yeah, but but when I did DMX and Jay, you know, then the metric, the business of it kicked in. Okay, okay. You know, Geronimo ain't selling no, no, no records no. like that. With X and with Jay, I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, Yo, these niggas just made like four hundred million this year just with my niggas. The label. They made like 400. Damn. What was your salary? 60K. <laughs> the dumb niggas. Promotion <laughs> you know today? The dumb nigga. I ain't going to be dumb too long. <laughs> I ain't going to be dumb too nigga. So they made 400 million. This they gave you 60,000. And he didn't give me a bonus, nothing. What was your job title? I was A&R. A&R. I quit Def Jam because Tina Davis and James Jones, who was the VPs of A&R, they wouldn't let me sign X. But you know, I was very aggressive. So very first meeting, <laughs> and they're telling me the duties of an A&R director. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. As soon as they stop talking, yo, we got to sign DMX. <laughs> Straight laughed in my face. They didn't think it was going to work. 
They no. It was the first meeting. They oh, like, it's like you're not in a position to say that. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Learn what you got to do. <laughs> so the second meeting, yo, we got to sign DMX. Start playing music. He's barking. Got to get the fuck out of here. So I quit. <clears throat> Earn Your Leisure is supported by First Republic Bank. Have you ever experienced a relationship with a banker who was available to answer all your questions, even by phone or email? Doesn't exist, you say? It does at First Republic. At First Republic, everyone gets a personal banker who's ready to sit down and answer your questions, no matter how complex. And did you know that First Republic's commitment to extraordinary service extends beyond its clients? First Republic is committed to strengthening the communities it serves through meaningful partnerships with innovative nonprofit organizations. To learn more, visit firstrepublic.com. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. That actually made me an ex like this. When the ex found out, he said, yo, yo, you quit, dog? He said, you quit for me? And I was like, yeah, they wasn't signing you. If they wasn't signing you, I didn't want to be there. That made me and that nigga like this, yo. Because if you knew X, <clears throat> X ain't big on words. Because he's been lied to. So much by grown-ups. He'd be like, grown-ups lie, Gotti. So he's not, he was never a guy big on words. He big on actions. So when I did that, it was like, I couldn't tell him I loved him any more than that. Mm. And after that, uh, me and him was, we went on the reign of terror. Anything I wanted, he would do it. Darren and, and why, if, if like they needed him to do something, uh, tell Gotti to ask him because he wouldn't tell me no. He he couldn't believe. He said, you you quit Def Jam? I said, yeah, fuck them niggas. They corny. And he was like, Def Jam is like, that's the biggest label ever. And if, for me to say I quit because you ain't signing my man, that's all he needed to, like he would, me and him, we was all in with each other. All in. Mm. Rest in peace to yeah. X. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to X. So how, how does that work on the 360 when you come back and actually get a label at Def Jam then? How's that relationship? Leo didn't g- give me the label. Who gave you the label? Dave McPherson and Tommy Matola. Tommy Matola. So they sitting there watching me blaze it. So this guy Dave McPherson, I want you to produce some records for me. Come to a meeting. Remember the shark bar? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, just yeah, met yeah. him at the shark bar. I get there. He says, I don't want no records. I want to offer you a label. I think you're a genius. I said, what? He said, me and Sony and Tommy Matola, we want to offer you a, a record label. And I was like, bet. I said, but yo, Jags and Jai, if y'all want them, <clears throat> they're signed already. I said, I could probably get them to do some records. Oh, Jai was signed already. Yeah. I said... They didn't care. He was like, you're the star. Jay McFist and Tom Matola was like, you're the star. And it was like, we know you're going to make it work. So is that is that how we get to the double X cover of Murder, Inc.? Because the first time I oh, heard... The double XL cover was before that because it was for Ja's album. Okay. So Ja wasn't signed to Murder, Inc. at first? Yeah, Ja was signed to Murder, Inc. All right. So you- What happened? Ja was originally signed to Top Dog Productions. But then I... This triggered a label deal. This triggered the label deal. Okay. (laughs) 
So, of course, I go back to Leah and I'm like, yo, Tommy Mottoli just offered me, and Damien Fizzy just offered me a label deal. Three million dollars. You should stay with me for less. <laughs> You're going to win with me. So that was his first line of bullshit. I was like, yo, it's $3 million. He said, I give you a million five. He offered me half. I'm like, why the fuck am I taking that? <laughs> and, then, and then I said, yo, this is crazy because I didn't make them niggas hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. I made you hundreds of millions of dollars. So if they offer me three, really, you should be giving me 10. Minimal. But I said, yo, you my man. You're like a father figure. Just match the deal. You wouldn't. Until it was, a, it, was a, it was a crazy meeting. It was me, Leo, Kevin Lyles, Russell Simmons. And this is getting to it. And he's still at his million five shit. He says, you're fucking like a son to me. You cannot leave. So he turns to Russell. Russell, he's about to leave. Fucking say something. <laughs> so Russell looks at me. But the nigga chip and Russell kicked in. The nigga and Russell, this nigga's from Hollis just like me. Mm -hmm. This nigga got a family. He got thing. So he was like, ah, uh, 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 Leo, I can. I, 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 he, the nigga chip kicked in Russell and he couldn't tell me take half. This nigga fucking Leo. You fucking idiot, Russell. <laughs> He goes in on Russell. He looked at Kevin Lyles. Kevin Lyles and the nigga chick, Chip kicked in him too. He knew he was all alone. And he was screaming and hollering. And he says some wild shit. Who said it? Leo? Leo. He said it's his job. It's his job? To it's do what? To keep me at the lowest possible cost. And when he said that, I said, what the fuck you just say to me? So it's your job to, to jerk me. I said, all right, Dad, I'm out. I'm taking the deal at Sony. Fuck all y'all and slam the door. I left like an hour later. Leo, don't want to argue. I don't want to talk. I just want you to meet someone, okay? Doug Morris, which is his boss. Mm. So I go to meet Doug. Leo really loves you, Doug. He's damage control because Leo said, I said some shit I shouldn't have said. He's the top of the label. Oh, the, Doug? Doug, Doug Morris, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's he, like. He's the boss of the universe. Over, yeah, exactly. He's like, Leo really loves you. You you need to stay with Leo. And then Doug says, I want you to meet somebody. And walks Edgar fucking Brofman. Y'all know Edgar Brofman? He's the, the billionaire nigga who bought the Universal Music Group. Mm, sure. Now, his money came from Seagram's gin. His father was a bootlegger, famous, that turned billionaire. So he comes in there, and I'm, I know exactly who he is. And I, I don't know why I said it, but I said it. I said, yeah. I said, hey, ain't you, ain't you the family of rum runners that likes music business? <laughs> In hindsight, this could have fucked me over. <laughs> he started dying laughing, right? He started dying laughing, and he goes, ain't you the guy who thinks they're going to go to Sony? And I started laughing, and he said, what are they offering you? I made a big mistake. I should have said $10 million. 
I said, three million. He said, done. Put his arm around me. Walk with me. He's my man to this day. I got a good relationship with him. How much How much did they end up giving you? Three. Oh, they just oh, they they didn't give you more. They just yeah, I, I played myself. Oh, if you would have said when 10. When he said, what are they offering you? I should have said 10. Whatever I'd have said, he was going done. That was one of the mistakes that I made. The return on investment. Hindsight's twenty twenty. And then you get the deal, and the first thing, now Ja Rule becomes your first, he's your first artist, Murday. 100%. He goes from top dog to Murday. And the rest is history. Alahala comes right after that. Vinaveta Vici. That's good. That's good, man. You had that album? I didn't have the album, but I, 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 went, to, I went to Brazil off that album. Like, Holla holla, the holla holla. Hype Williams, Hype <laughs> Williams. They y'all. owe y'all. They owe y'all for tourism yes. for that video. Hype Williams, y'all. We need to go to Brazil. Shoot in Brazil. I said what? We get to Brazil. <clears throat> Ain't nothing but bad bitches. But there was like, you know, it's eighty five percent prostitution. <laughs> you learned then that quick. Then it was like. You know, AIDS is running rampant. So we on the beach. My niggas, we shooting on the beach. What niggas didn't know is there's fucking needles in the beach. Oh shit. Keep your keep your shoes on. Keep your fucking shoes on. <laughs> and your socks. Y'all had socks on in there. And niggas is there's needles all over the place. And the chicks is pretty and sexy, but they're like they all prostitutes. So it could go either way. Yeah. The 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 y'all in the the, the club we the shot on at the end. The club was called Club Hell. Word to mother, I thought these niggas were going to turn into vampires and kill us, yo. <laughs> the club was called Hell. <laughs> yo, Brazil, the city of God is... You know they love Rule behind that, shoot. Yeah, no, no, all jokes aside. Rule is loved in Brazil it, because it, of Hala Hala, because Vinny Vedovici, we went up to the Cristo. Christ the Redeemer. Took you ever been there? Yeah. It's super I, I, religious. My hotel was next to the you club. You walk up, 45 <laughs> minutes flights, you get there... And it's fucking Jesus like this, and this mad religious, cause it's like, <laughs> no, you stand, you stand no. next to a statue. The stat, it's a huge statue. You see the whole. So that's how we took, nigga. We took a Polaroid. That's his album cover, mm-hmm. and I was the photographer on the ground, and that's his album cover. You know what I'm saying? But it is mad religious. But you know, Ja, they got murals of Ja. In in Brazil in the favelas or whatever. Yeah, I went through. Uh-huh. I'm telling, like my hotel. They was, love rule. It was next Brazil. to the club. I went looking for it because I'm like, yo, it's and I, it's like two, it was two. Uh, that club buildings. is mad sketchy. I, I found out. <laughs> that found, club, real talk. First time I almost got. I robbed. swear to God, I thought it was gonna be where the jokes on us and everyone turns into vampires and we die. <laughs> I was like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here before these guys. Before everyone turns into vampires and eat us, yo. <laughs> you ever see Dust to Dawn? Yeah. I'm like, this is going to be some Dust to Dawn or some Blade shit. Everyone's going to, and we're going to die, yo. No. It's a dangerous, the first, I get there in the hotel, the first thing I meet is just some random dude. He has his phone book and he's like, come here, young man. It's me and my brother. And I'm like, what's that? You didn't wear no jewelry or nothing. I'm a, I'll get there in a second. Because if you did, you got robbed. Then the next story, you're going to tell me That's the next robbed. story. Then I, I, I almost got robbed. The dude snatched my... The police to, will rob you. Of course. But this, I was taking a picture, and the dude came by on a bike, snatched my camera on my hand, and yeah. tried to pedal so fast that he fell off the bike. I got the camera back. This was in the first hour. This is after I meet the dude with the book. I'm like, what's the book for? He was like, um, I want you to take a look in it. So I'm like, all right. I'm looking through the book. It's pictures of women. He was like, pick any three you want. I'll have them here later. 
I'm like, they're all prostitutes. Like, what is this? Like, and so I'm like, oh, let's just go outside and take pictures. <laughs> and that's when I almost got robbed and got the camera back. But it's a crazy place. But try to rob you for a camera. Imagine you had on the Rolex, nigga. You chop your fucking arm off. Like, <laughs> different time. Like them, them. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's the city of God for real. Yeah. But we didn't know that. But then Rule did a song with some Brazilian, big female Brazilian artists. They love Rule in Brazil. That's that's one of his biggest markets. They don't give a fuck. They love Rule. All of those uh, slumlord drug dealers all fuck with Rule. They be like, "Yo, come, you know, because with the in the slums, if you don't get permission from the drug dealer, mm-hmm. you can't go can't in. Go there. In. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna get shot, oh, nigga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> bang, nigga. You're gonna get shot." Another if thing you I don't learned. get permission from the drug lord in those favelas or whatever, you're getting shot. Yeah. No way around I took it. A, I took a cab. In all them shits. They love him. He got murals. Rule got murals of him. I'm like, wow, this is insane how much they love you here, yo. I, I wasn't job rule when I went. I, I took a cab into the Bunch favelas. of little Z's. You seen City of God? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the on, runs in little Z. Yeah. yeah. Dudes on bikes. We pulled the cab. The cab almost broke down. They had three bikes around us. I had a watch on. I just took it off. I knew I was just going to get robbed. And then it was nah, Sunday, so wear, it was... That's the first thing they told us. Don't I wear guess. nothing. He said, don't wear nothing, yo. Bye, don't blessing. wear nothing. You're going to get robbed. And he said, you get robbed by the cops. They said he's like, the best thing that happens is if the cops rob you. Because at least you won't get killed. At least you won't get killed. Maybe. Never know. It's a bunch of little Zs out there that's, that's wilding. Brazil is is crazy, and I probably I was like after the City of God movie, it probably made it worse. Yeah. You now people see the movie and they it amps them up. I gotta see that. I gotta go there. <laughs> the runs, the runs, the runs was like we're going to be drug dealers. We do like Little Z, kill everybody. But from a from from a business <laughs> standpoint, that was you had foresight to actually do the first video overseas in a different country. Yeah. Um, I gotta give that to hype. It was awesome. I was hyped. Because I think he took Snoop there next. Yeah, well, beautiful. Snoop, beautiful. The beautiful situation. Beautiful. Yeah. But talk about that, like, as far as, like, expanding the reach, like, you know, globally. From Again, know. stupid is as stupid does. I didn't know. It was just hype saying, let's shoot it in Brazil. It's bad bitches. We go to Brazil. We shoot it. I didn't know. I, In other words, what I'm trying to say is, like, I didn't know a lot of things that happened because of what we did. It wasn't like, yo, we're going to shoot this in Brazil. We're going to be the biggest artist. In- yeah. No, we just did it. But think about now, when you talk about Tales Latin, the impact Now of- that, I have foresight. You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's what I'm now saying. Like that, I have foresight with. Right, you're from Hollis, Queens, but your Latin audience is huge, right? Like, even, I remember, and this, I, I kind of- The Latin market is so faithful to their own. Yeah. That, when I thought of Tales Latin, I said, if I could get someone like Jay Balvin, Bad Bunny, and get these guys to do a song with them, they don't even have to be in the episode like that. Just a cameo, right? I don't see, I see the whole Latin market is going to subscribe to whatever streaming service has that. Yeah. They're going to want to see that. Netflix did it with, with they put uh, Bad Bunny in Narcos. Listen. <laughs> Was he? Yeah, he's in Narcos. The me- uh, Narcos the Mexican, Mexico. Yeah, but listen. Netflix didn't even know what the fuck they was doing. They did Narcos, which they used that as a vehicle that they wanted to open up their Latin market, the Latin countries, and get them to subscribe. They had no idea that it was going to be that big 
where niggas was on that shit. Non-Latin people was on that shit. And that's what's going to happen with Tales Latin because it's like the stories and everything. So if I do about a Mexican drug cartel, I'm making Sicario. Mm. It's, it's an episode of Tales Latin, but it's, it's fucking Sicario, nigga. <laughs> we love Sicario. Not the second one, but the first one? <laughs> the first one? Come on, man. You telling me I make a Tales episode like Sicario? Non-Latins is subscribing. Well, the good thing about the, the Latin market also is that, like, Bad Bunny... I think he's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. No, he's. I think he's Dominican. I think he's Puerto Rican. No, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, he's from PR. But you sure? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Fact check. Can we can we Google this? Google this. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, he's yeah. Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah, he's different. He's yeah, different. Yeah, he's he's not Dominican. Nah. Who's Dominican? None Romeo of those Santos. None of those guys are Dominican. Maybe Stash. What I realized with the Dominican music is that it's more of the the beat. Right, it's more like did you hear that? Like like that techno, like that's the but then the rapping and all that, they all from Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny, what's the other one? Nicky Jams, J Balvin, J Balvin, they all they all Puerto Rican. But the thing about it is, do you know Mexican music? The the rappers sing about the drug cartels. Makes sense. That's what Pitbull. Pitbull was like. He was like Papo, Papo. You get a Mexican. He says all they do is sing about is the biggest drug cartels. The drug cartels have them sing about their life. He says, so the episodes you could do with Mexican rappers is all drug cartels. He says, it's all Sicario. And the music, they're united under one commonality, which is language. So a Puerto Rican artist could be big in Colombia, mm -hmm. could be big in Venezuela, yeah. could be big in Mexico because- Once you're a Latin all, artist, you get all of that. They all speak Spanish. Yeah. You're, getting, you're getting all of that. There's more Spanish people in America than there are black people. Spanish speaking? Yeah. That's why Bad Bunny is the biggest artist in, in the, the world. world right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why the opportunity for that- That's why Tales is Latin is going to be humongous. Yeah. That's why when I pitched it, Olivier is like, we'll pay for it. And then he said, then we'll go to the streaming service with it already done because we'll cut a sweeter deal. We won't let them pay for it. Mm. And I was like, you're right. Because anyone who sees it, if I got any of those big artists in it, they're going to want it. And it'll give us the leverage to cut the right deal. Yeah, you got the asset in hand. Here it is. You can take it. If not, I can go over here with I want, it. I want subscriptions. I want a piece. The numbers is crazy. Because yeah. at $10 a month, if you just got a million subscribers, that's 120 million a year. You guys know it's a 10, 20 multiple. Mm -hmm. So you basically, with a million subscribers, generated a billion to $2 billion worth of business. 10x on the minimum, yeah. Right? I think I can get more than a million. If I got Bad Bunny and Jay Balvin and Nicky Jan and all of these, the big, Mark Anthony, mm. Cardi B. Yeah, Cardi. Right? Dominican. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez, right? I'm going to get 10 million subscribers. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's why he said, let's do it ourselves. Because now if we do that, we could go to them and basically say, hey, we want a percentage of the subscribers. How do, how they judge a subscriber? If you brought it in, if someone subscribes, the first thing that they watch, they give that the credit to. Hmm. So if someone pays the $10 and first thing they watch is Tales Latin, they give me they the credit. They know that's why that they paid the $10. They give me the credit for that. Mm. So, that's so there's a metric that they can figure out new subscribers and how they subscribe 
and who is responsible. So that's why I was like, yo, again, the dumb nigga smartened up. Yeah. The old me would have just, ah, just I, I just want to do it. I'm going to make $20 million, I'll make $2 million for the production costs. I'll make another million for the EP. I'm a, fuck all that. Yeah, I'm going to take that. But <laughs> I want a piece of that shit. Yeah. I'm if thinking- I get you 5 million subscribers, that's $600 million a year. <laughs> okay. And then the metrics of it, $600 million a year, that's 6 to $10 to $12 billion. Okay, I don't give a fuck about nigga. What you giving me? I've been a very good boy. <laughs> what are you giving me? <clears throat> That's again the dumb nigga. Smartened up. Yeah, I ain't. I ain't. Open walking up. Now I tell you, I'm a dumb. Yeah, I was dumb here, but I ain't dumb no more. I'm That's, not. Dumb that's no like more. that streaming. Um, was it with Canelo fights? Days. Days in. Yeah. Nobody, nobody who has that. Yeah. Uh, people that like Canelo. They gave him three hundred million for it. That's what I'm saying. Ten fights. Have you yeah. have you ever have you ever do you know anybody that has that? You ever yeah. heard of it before? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know anybody that has it. But yeah. they if you watch Canelo, exactly. You gotta he got, have, a, whole, he got a whole country behind him. That's the thing, but you only gonna watch him four times a year. Where Not like even a, two times two, a year. Well he's he's trying to he, that's his thing what to do for, but he, he messed it up. But if you get a guy like just think about the streaming numbers on some of these artists you're talking about. Right, like I think Bad Bunny's at over f- 5 billion streams this on, year, this right year, now. This, this year. This streams and their views are in the billions. Billion dollar video, billion viewed vi- videos. Right. So if you do a metrics of Bad Bunny and you say, even if I get 1%, this guy does 5 billion. What's 1%? So 10%, 5 billion is 500 million. So 1% is 5 million. So you would be like, if, if I just get 1% of the people that fuck with him. Yeah. At nine ninety nine, we're lit, super lit. We're super lit. <laughs> you brought up, you brought up Pitbull, and I remember reading it. At, at one point, was he almost on the label? Let me is, that what it, is that what it, the, the so Pitbull? I seen him first time. I seen him for anyone. First time I seen him, DMX video. Ain't another guy's got love of me. Ain't that? we shooting a video in Miami. Now, if you know us back then, if there was four people that rap, battle. Pitbull destroyed Dragon. <laughs> when I say on some on some hip hop shit, on some rap shit. Now, if you know Pitbull, he's very hard to beat in the battle because he's off the top, and he's great off the top. Now, certain people's off the top, but they're not really good. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's hard to beat a nigga who's going to start rhyming about your pumas and clown you, and and it's hot. So he he destroyed Drag. So <clears throat> I fly him. To New York behind that. He gets in the crack house, he gets in the booth. This nigga's rhyming for like 20 minutes straight, freestyling and everything. And I'm like, I said, Joe, that got you here. Now we got to make hit records. So I basically broke down what hit records is, hooks, melodies, and shit, to which when you think of Pitbull as an artist now, that's all he is. Yeah. Right? Global sensation. This nigga ain't no I lyrical giant. Sh- this nigga does four to eight bar hooks, chanty thing. <laughs> so he took what, I, and he says it. If you ever look at an interview with him, he yep. credits his whole success behind me in that conversation. 
Yeah, he said, Irv Gotti changed my whole way of thinking, my whole way of thinking. Irv Gotti, he gets all the credit. He credits me for his whole career. So what happened? Why you ain't sign him? Because I, nigga, I had, I'm on fire with JX and Ja. So he wasn't thinking about it? He came to the studio. He failed miserably because <laughs> I gave him my knowledge. He gave him advice. Like, I gave him advice, and he went off and became one of the biggest international stars. I should have signed him. But I was so busy at the time. I, I was off the hook. Ashanti's exploding. Fucking JX, Ja, Lloyd. Like, nigga, I'm off the hook. Yeah. I always forget Lloyd. Shout out to Lloyd. He got some Lloyd's first best album songs. was classic. Yeah. First album was really good. Yeah. That was the album that I put my print on that. You know what I'm saying? I, I tell him all the time, his first album is the foundation of his career. Yeah. He got the Jeezy feature. That's what made... Uh, Wayne want to fuck with him that first album because it, like, it was like it was like gangster outside. it was R&B but it had a feel to a it fact. it wasn't a regular R&B album I don't make yeah. regular R&B albums and his album that first album it had a feel to it that's why he got A Ball MJG like all these niggas was Rick Raw they all was calling him because he was the little nigga that he was like R&B but he had that feel. Some gangster type of vibe. That so had a vibe. That's why I tell him, I'm like, yo, nigga, that first album is your foundation. Mm. It went gold. You know, his next one went platinum. But that, that Get a Shorty's on that one? Is get that, Shorty's. That's on the first one. No, yeah. Get a Shorty's later. No. So first one. Get a Shorty. That's the first album? Yeah. First album. Yeah. It was South. The Star. Little Wayne song is the second album. Little Wayne song is Girls the All Around record. the World. Yeah. You was on the no. first album. No, you oh. second album. Second album. Second. Girls Around the World's the first album? Girls Around the World, I think, is the third album. Yeah, okay. that was a whole different. Okay. That's with the paid in full. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's third album. Um, before we wrap, I want to ask you about the Supreme movie. What's what's the deal with that? Supreme movie is going to be a gigantic movie. To do my man, Preem, who I love, to do him justice, I didn't want the movie to be like even though I love Paid in Full, and I wanted to be bigger than that. So I got Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips did the Hangover trilogy, but he also did the Joker. I sold him on the whole idea, ideology of Preem in the movie. So it's a visionary idea slash joint effort production. Now, the only problem when you involve people like Todd, he's doing Joker 2 right now, so I got to wait. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's doing Joker too. Nick Cassavetes is probably going to be involved. Chris Brancato, who wrote Narcos, who wrote Godfather of Harlem, wrote wrote it. Uh, I've spoken to Jamie Foxx. I've spoken to Michael B. Jordan to play Prince. Uh, I've spoken to Bradley Cooper. I've spoken to Leonardo DiCaprio. But the latest who I spoke to, who I, I really want to be a part of Mark Wahlberg to play the law enforcement. So I'm I'm going for it. Mm. American Gangster told, cla did 350 worldwide. Did you know who Frank Lucas was before the movie? I did not. This no. is this is part of my pitch. No, we didn't. Listen, this is part of yeah. my pitch. I said a Frank Lucas story with American Gangster, and really it did it because of Denzel and Russell Crowe. Because yeah. we didn't know you, nigga. No, we didn't. Great, great story, though. Great movie. Great story. Great soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. Everybody knows Preem. This is true. That's a fact. Everybody knows my man. 
So if you judge it off that, if they did 352, my man doing the half, yo. We going to get that half a B. Because okay. I'm going to get the actors. I'm going to get the big actors to be in it. But then also I got Todd Phillips to produce it with me. I'm going to get Nick Cassavetes. So I'm going to get all of the big names, and we're going to tell a great, great story. And with Preem, you got all of the gangster shit from the 80s, but then you got the music business. What makes his movies, uh, Preem's movie so electric is his affiliation with me and Murder Rank, his affiliation in the music scene, the beef with 50. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The beef. Like, so his music, his movie just ain't... The whole 5% of thing? It ain't, yeah, the whole 5 It just ain't gangster shit. Yeah. That's why when you add all of that together, oh, we gonna, we gonna kill him. But... And, I, and I'm not gonna rush it. That's why I wait for Todd Phillips for After Joker. It may take two, three years for it to come out. But when it comes out, that shit gonna be perfect. Well, movies, I think... It's different now because nobody watches movies in, in box office anymore. So everything is through streaming. Mm -hmm. So does that affect the revenue that could be? Because like when I remember when American Gangster came out, I was in college. I went to the movie theater to see that. Everybody went to the movie I theater. think the Supreme Team movie is a movie that people will want to watch in theaters. Yeah. That's like, so this certain movie, like Top, Top Gun. That shit did $2 billion or some shit. Yeah, it's up there. Like Wakanda forever when it comes out. It's going to do a billion. So there's certain movies that I do feel people still want to go to a movie, get the popcorn, the big screen, the 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 surround sound, Dolby system. They want that. When you it's, tell when you tell a story like that, how do you? Because it's like obviously, you know, I think Prince is still trying to come home, right? Yeah, yeah good chance he's come like home. That. Yeah. So like, how do you do that without, you know, what I'm saying, walking thin lines and. and it's hard. Fully incriminating somebody on something that... It's hard. It's hard. But it'll get done. It's hard, but it'll get done. Just being careful with everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think the movie... Prem will be there the whole step of the way. Like, I st I speak to Prem. I still, I still talk to my man. So it's not like anything is going to get done without him he, going night. He watches it, looks it over. Yeah, nothing's getting done with... Nothing's getting done with Supreme without... A dialogue with Prem. How you feel about Supreme clothing, the Supreme brand? I thought I think it's one of the biggest clothing brands. I mean, do you think that had any? You think they got the name from Supreme, or it was just a coincidence? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Or they, they, I know they heard it from somewhere. Yeah. Unless you under a rock, you know what I'm saying? That was that was even something you uncovered in the documentary. I didn't even know that. Where it was like, yo, they was playing the record, the world Supreme team, and they was just having to be in there, like, yo. That's us. The world famous <laughs> Supreme Team show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, there's, there's two Supremes, right? It was a Puerto Rican one. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was with Eric B. and Rakim. Yeah. And yes, so, correct. Okay. Yeah. I think I, there's another one from Brooklyn. It's like a couple Supremes, but, but they used to call Prime Green Eye Prime because he got green eyes. But my Prime is... I've never been... You know what's so crazy? Everyone knows this nigga. Like, I remember when we first met Shug, we had to, we sampled Tupac Payne. So I called Jimmy Iovine and he said, Irv, you got to call, you got to clear it with Shug. And he said, Shug controls everything. I said, all right, give me his number. So we hooked it up. 
he's coming to Enterprise Studios to meet with us. And it's crazy. Because that's when Preem was home, so Preem was with me. It was like 30 niggas in the studio. Hooded out. But that was Murder Rank. It was just a normal session. Another day at the office. Another day at the office. <laughs> Nothing but niggas. <laughs> so Shug pulls up in his limo. He gets out. You know, the cigar, the whole... He's looking around. He's like, you niggas ain't on no Hollywood shit. <laughs> first, first shit he said, I was like, nah. I was just, this is just so, these are all my niggas. He recognized Cream. I don't give a fuck where we was at. I think niggas knew that who that nigga was. And even him and Cream immediately bonded. He was like, oh shit, what's up, homie? He was like, what's up? He was like, you over here? He said, yeah. And Prem used to say, yeah, I'm the murderer and murder rank and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he used to be like, nah, God, he's my brother. I'm here. I'm, you know, we all in. So we all got to talking. He gave me the, sh- he gave me the sample for free. He gave me the sample for free. Every time you heard Pac on the Jai albums, he-, he gave it to us for free. Niggas used to come up to me, niggas from New York. How the fuck you fuck with that nigga, yo? You know, he probably has something to do with Biggie. I said, listen, man, I don't know that, right? And I said, I could only judge the man how he is with me. I said, I heard all the stories, but how he is with me, he's a great nigga and a great friend. And they would be like, because you know how it is in the hood, too. You be in the hood, you know the nigga that killed this nigga. You know who killed them, mm. but you cool with both sides. So it's like, what you want me to do? I know him. I know mm. him. What can you I don't do? want the nigga to. Die. I don't. I I love Biggie. I had some great times with Biggie. What the fuck you want me to do? Yeah, I'm cool with both sides, and that happens very often in the hood, right? Mm. At least with me, I was DJ Irv. I knew everybody. But even that relationship is is because I spoke to Chris and y'all from Hall- Hollis and he's from Southside Hollis and Southside and they don't really you're preem it's an issue it's you're like, Hatfield and McCoys usually issues right but I never was a nigga like that okay I never was a territorial I'm from Hollis so I can't be cool I I always tell the story this nigga named Big Rich he was a basketball player so when I used to make my my blend tapes and I was selling them Big Rich was be like yo niggas love you in forty I'm like what. <laughs> He's like, niggas love you in 40 and Baisley. He said, yo, I'm taking you over there. So I used to be in 40 and Baisley all night in the projects selling my tapes. And niggas love my tapes. So yeah, I'm a house singer, but I, I never was into that. Like, we all niggas. You know, I mean, I think it makes sense, but I'm just saying. I was never like that. I was never, oh, I'm from Hollis, so I can't fuck with, no. No. When I shot Get the Fortune video, which is when I met Preem, I'm a Hollis nigga with this group that's from Hollis, but I wanted to shoot on Guy Abroad, which is Southside. So I'm shooting on Guy Abroad because on the block that I shot, it looked like a block for a hood. Grocery store, laundromat, liquor store. It had the aesthetics. It had the aesthetics. So I'm shooting over there. I'm shooting because I've always been, I fucked with everybody. And sure enough, yo, you want to meet Supreme? I'm like, Supreme, Supreme? They said, yeah, he right there. 
He want he want to talk to you. I said, yeah, I want to meet him. Nigga, come over. This nigga's like five foot five or some little nigga. You think it's supreme that all these niggas is that's afraid how, That's of. how Jay Prince was when we saw Jay Oh, Jay Prince <laughs> is the same way. And he sit there and he'll talk to you. And he's this little nigga. Monster. I got anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was with Prime. Come up. I mean, he was just a good nigga. He asked me if I could help him shoot a movie. I said, I'm shooting this video. It's like the first video I'm shooting. And I, you know, I ain't no front nigga. You know, another nigga was like, yeah, I can shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've never been, I'm not a front nigga. So I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't think I can shoot a movie, bring or whatever. He said, yeah, all right. And then we just start kicking it. We exchanged numbers. He was like in the halfway house, still coming off the feds. And we just, we just bonded up. Me, him, and BJ, we just ride around in my, I had a GS300. I give Prem credit for ain't no nigga coming out. Because mm. he loved that record so much. So, you know, I had all of Jay's records before Reasonable Doubt. I mean, play ain't no nigga, yo. He loved the line, weapons concealed, what the fuck y'all feel? If y'all niggas play sick, we could all get ill. What the deal? He'd be like, man, Jay vicious, man. <laughs> like, that nigga vicious, Gotti. That nigga vicious. You in that video. Yeah. <laughs> nigga, I brought him up to 17 John Street. Yeah. And he used to always be like, man, ain't no nigga the one, yo. And I used to be like, ain't no niggas the single. Mm. And because of that pressure, they said, fuck it, and put it on the B-side of their presidents. Yeah. But that was the record that did it for him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, was, and I'm telling you, Prem's energy, I'm going to give him credit for that. His, he loved that record. He loved Jay, too. He 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 loved Jay. It was great because if me and Jay would have differences of opinion, Prem would always, nah, you got to see it like this. He would be, I'd be like, yo, where Prem at? They said, yo, he had, he had Da Silvano with Jay and shit talking. <laughs> They would have like meetings and yeah. he would always keep the peace and 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 keep us together. Cause I was mad at Jay a few times, but you know what I'm saying? He was mad at me probably a few times too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking like at the height of it, like, especially when Jaws is ringing off, right? Like he's the biggest artist, right? Like X 98, 99, and then Jaws just takes over. And Jay's still like consistently there, but that's your guy. He's very he, competitive. And he's watching your guy now was, take over. Let me tell you something. Those three guys, it was weird for me because each one of them thought that they was the best. So if if I was doing something with Jay, X would be like, yo, you think that nigga better than me? <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, the nigga's mad nice just like you. <laughs> and Jay, forget about it. Yo, you think them niggas is better than me? They nice, Jay. They nice. But it would be constant. That would for like three, four years out, it was it was heavy like that. Yeah. Can I get a for Ja? Out of here. Biggest that's the biggest record on volume two. It better hard knock life? Biggest record. Not Big, best bigger, record. Bigger than hard I'm saying bigger yeah, than hard yeah, knock yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah, because that ends up that on, record would not go away. Yeah. When that record came out, it stayed on the charts for like a year. Yeah. And then it ended up, and that's what they used to do. They don't do that anymore, but it ended up on his album, but it was also on the Rush Hour soundtrack. So now it's Rush Hour sold four million. Exactly. Jay sold eight million. So now it's double. Well, 
whatever that is. And that record was largely responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big time. It wasn't the, the Drew Hill single. <laughs> no. Shout it all it all helped. Shout I, I, it all it all helped though. But it, that can I get a record was a savage. It would not go away, y'all. Yeah. Nah. Like it it was first it was an urban record at Urban Radio. Crushed it. Then it was a rhythm record. Crushed it. Then it went to top 40. Crushed it. So it just would not go away. Yeah. It would not go away. And it was fueling sales of Rush Hour and Jay's album. Do you listen to, I mean, we said this to, to Hitmaker the other day. I was like, I feel like Puff dominated music, especially remixes. And then it was your turn. And you came and just flipped it and dominated and now I feel like he's doing it too. Are there producers that you listen to now and you're like... Hitmaker, he'll tell you he's my son. He said it. He said it. <laughs> he did. He did. Hitmaker came up to me and says, I only do what I think you would do. <laughs> he said that. Khaled says that too. You know, said that they was watching me and watching what I do. You know, I applaud him. I think he's killing it. He, Hitmaker makes great, feel-good music. So yeah. I got no problem with, with any of that. Is there any other cats that you're looking at? Like, yo, this dude is nice? There's a few. Hit Boy. Hit Boy. I thought Hit Boy, I thought that Niggas in Paris beat, that beat alone <laughs> is like, he's immortal to me. I like what he's been doing with Nas, too. The last, I think they did three albums together. But new, yeah. yeah, new one's coming. It's very nostalgic. Yeah, but I think with Nas, and this is just me, Nas is a Queens nigga, so I have a specific opinion. <laughs> I don't like it. And he hates this, but I don't give a fuck about the going to Africa spiritual Nas. The I don't give a fuck about the Nas who wants to do right by the world. You want Esco? Escobar? You want Esco? I want the nigga pissing in the elevator. Oh, you want nasty Nas? Every time. You, you like nasty. every time. I don't. I don't want to hear. I know I can with the kids. Fuck all that. <laughs> I want to hear they shooting our nah, major look. I want to hear the grimy, pissing it in the elevator knives. I think when he's on that vibe, there's no one like him. When he's on that vibe and painting them pictures of Queensbridge and drug dealing and that, there's no one like this nigga, yo. I think Illmatic... Taylor. I think Illmatic might be the best hip-hop album yeah, yeah, ever made. Yeah, you know, it's right. so well, crazy. Well, we can now... <laughs> No, nah, it's a fact. I've been arguing this for the past 20 years. I mean... It's not really I, an argument, but... I thing, mean, as a hip-hop album. But then it, it defeats your argument. No, no, no. You got to understand. Who you think? No, no, no. Say your, argument. Say your argument. I'll give, I'll give you the chance. I think It Was Written is a better album than Illmatic. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. No. No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. It was written. He started thinking. No, no. It Was Written is when he was on some fly shit. Look. I don't like it. Didn't I just say that? Well, that's personal opinion. Because it well, was God's his best. Well, when did he become a superstar? It was written. Straight up shit is real. Every day could be your last thing. He was a jungle. superstar Come on, man. I rule the world. The clue. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, you hear that? The anticipation for him listen, made listen, him a listen, superstar. Listen, listen, listen. listen. And see, I give Nas the same thing I give Dre. Dr. Dre, I said to Dre, Dre once, I said, Dre, do you know why you could put out the chronic 10 years later and still serve niggas? Because we don't do what you do, nigga. When's the last time you heard a gangster album? The chronic 2001. So if he comes out and him and Snoop and fucking all those old 
gangster niggas. <laughs> if they make a record and Dr. Dre makes it, it's going to be that gangster shit that we missing. And I said to Nas the same thing. Niggas don't give that motherfucking pissing in the elevator music like you. The army jacket Nas is legendary, but the Averex Nas, no, different, bro. Hey, Esco, the firm, like the Esco bar era, yeah, Esco bar era. You're losing mad points. No, 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 I went to hell for snuffing Jesus, nigga. That's me. Who the fuck says that? When I was 12, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus. First of all, for you to think that. That's crazy. You're fucking a lunatic. <laughs> but wait, he wait. expanded on the, on the later things. He says, y'all don't believe in none of this shit. Your facts is backwards. So yeah. this wait, nigga's a... He was waving automatic guns at nuns. Like, Come on, man. Like, Come on, that's... Man. Max, I mean, I'm glad Irv came to say that from Major Look may be the best hip hop record. He has the best hip hop album and the best hip hop single. The best hip hop record might be Major Look. Better than If I Rule the World? I, if I Rule the World isn't even in the fucking, it isn't even in the fucking <laughs> sen the sentence. It isn't on the list. What sort of, what sort if of, I, rule the world, <laughs> I said a hip hop record. You could have put if I rule and Lauren listen great record immortal iconic it ain't on a fucking list as the greatest hip hop record. if he does a, if he does a verses that's his last song that's his last song on a verse give a fuck about verses nigga <laughs> I'm talking about I said hip hop it is his last record. song it is his last song it is if last I said hip hop I said major look might be the best. Hip hop record, major record, major look is was our theme song. It's our theme song. That was it's our, actually the intro to our, our intro to the show. Oh, that's dope. That's yeah, how we yeah. wanted to set the tone. <laughs> Not a gunshot. The gunshot. <laughs> no, you gotta let it fly. Yeah, the gunshot. No, but the first, gunshot starts the it off like to the world. Let the beat fly. And then yeah, the beat fly. Nah, the beat's ridiculous. All right, Salam nigga. Salam. Yeah, but the beat's ridiculous. But it's a fucking break beat. It's hip hop. Absolutely. Yeah. Doom, 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 with the bass. Nigga. And you just said if I ruled the world, it's not even in the same fucking continent. Yo. If I ruled the world and made you look, ain't they on the same planet, nigga? They're not on the same planet. Irv. All right. All right. So. I want to hear what's no, no, no. on the list. No, no, no. What's on the list? Like if we had the best hip hop records, because like in my mind, I got like five. I'm like, yo, these are the best records that I've ever heard in hip hop. So like, I want to hear yours and then the ones that you- Albums or songs? So we're talking just songs. Just songs. Just single, what's the best? You got to put Sucker MCs, Run DMC. Okay. And I know I'm an old That's fair. No, that's that. fair. That's fair. But you got to put that on there. Okay. Okay? It's the best hip-hop. Major Look is on there. It's in there. Eric B for president. It has to be there. It's it's in the conversation. No, it has to be there. No, but I'm saying it's in the conversation. Okay, okay, okay. You got to have a... But it ain't ball. harder than Major Look. Chin and Juice so one of them. Eric B for president? No, it's not. It's not harder than Major Look. I'm going to let you go. Keep going. It's a great hip-hop record, but it ain't harder than Major Look. Uh... West Coast is different because West Coast made production like these records that I just named is like raw hip hop records. But it's still hip hop. It's, it's a different. 
different. Bro. West Coast don't give you raw hip hop. They give you, oh my God, production hip hop. Dr. Dre. They give you Dr. Dre masterpieces, hip hop classics. Raw. Doggy style might have been raw. Doggy style was definitely raw. Nigga, like, bum, 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 zoom, bum, bum, Like, that was crazy. Doom, doom, doom. That's like a raw hip hop. I think, I think this is a, this is a general. Whatever happened to Little Malik? <laughs> <laughs> that nigga was supposed to be the biggest rapper off of Pump Pump. No. <laughs> and I win. I can't be beat. <laughs> Little Malik? Y'all niggas wasn't. The whole world was on Little Malik. Can we find out what happened? <laughs> what the fuck happened to oh Little Malik? Oh my God, what happened Google, to Little Malik? Can we Google what happened to Little Malik? Please, someone. APB. <laughs> They're Googling it. Yo, no, but <laughs> hey, y'all never think that, that nigga off of Snoop's album, which was the biggest album, and yeah. he had the last verse on that fucking album and smoked it. That Pump Pump record is like. That's big. That was their. That was to me, they're close to a raw hip hop record. Cause they don't make, like Gin and Juice ain't no raw hip hop record. That's a colossal big record. Production. So what's raw? So I'm trying to, all right. You saying raw hip hop, but you're, you're, you're biased. You're biased from a geographic and an even, even the records you've, you've made are like, they're not raw hip hop. They're not raw hip. They're big records. Right. I would never say put it on me is the the rawest. <laughs> no, that's not, no, 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 that's that's not equivalent to this nigga's. No, if I no, no. the world, then uh, er, er. put no, it on me. Top ten records, bro. Huh? No, put it on me is one of is a hip hop record made. You can, it's an argument that it could be a top ten record. Ja Rule has the best. It was so no, big. Ja Rule Yo, has the best top ten. No, no, listen. Ja Rule has the best karaoke catalog. We've we've tested this out. Ja Rule karaoke is a real thing. You know that's why my catalog sold for so much. I actually went and spoke to people at Spotify at Title to Streamers. And what they said to me was crazy. They was they was like, Irv, you, you, your music streams probably more than most new artists. Not little baby, right? Yeah. But like little Yachty. Yachty got one. <laughs> Poland? That Poland shit is. No, but here's what here's why they said. Polish. They said, you know. Spotify, you strive to get on Rap Caviar. Yes. They got 20 million followers. You're lit if you're on Rap Caviar. Yeah, yeah. They said, Irv, but with you, though, a weird thing happens. Because a lot of, most everyone makes their own playlist. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll make yeah, your own yeah, mm-hmm. music that I like. Yeah. And they said, Irv, you're going to have a lot of records on people's playlists. They said, Irv, if they make barbecue vibe, you got like 10 records on there. No, that, that Ja Rule Cooking, catalog, yeah. cooking in the kitchen vibe. Uh, uh, yeah. You're going to have like three, four records on there. So they told me the metrics of my music, because it's such feel-good music, which everyone loves, they're like, you're on most people's playlists. When they make their own playlists, you have records on their playlist. So, but do you think, I know you said, I mean... you would t- If you make a playlist, listen, if you yeah, make yeah. a playlist that, okay... I, this is my playlist when I have company over. I'm entertaining a vast group of people. I'm going to have a lot of records on that playlist. You do. No, you, like I said, the job, no, it's not a, there's the no karaoke argument. thing is a real... <laughs> it's, it's no, a but that's why they said um, my yeah. shit is worth But money. you said it's also been going up since you sold it though too, right? This shit is weird. Why you think so? I fucking have no idea. <laughs> do you think... So you, that's, what I, that's what I was alluding to is like he did the verses with Joe. 
And I feel like he, it was like, definitely made it go. That up. made it go crazy. That it was, was like, like it was the reminder, like, yo, look, no, I this knew, dude has monster. Like, you don't want to play with that dude. You don't want to play, they, play but with they, him. People have short term memories because, like, when I was in prep school, Jaru, he was like what Drake is. Yes, no, he was which Drake. Huh? Which Drizzy. Drake? He was he was what? like Drake. Yes. He was like Drake. Drake just has a longer run. I'm saying which Drake? It's, it's like Tom Brady with this now. It's like 10 years of dominance. No, Drake, no, Drake's been the number one for 12 years. <laughs> nah, nah. Number one 12 years. That's, what, That's what I'm saying. This is Tom Brady now. This is like any one of those 12 years. When Drake was Drake's been the number one artist for 12 years. Yes. Jaru had about three years where he was that big right. an artist. He was the biggest artist. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, yeah, he but was. people 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 forget that though. So when the verses, I already knew. He was gonna have a stellar performance. It wasn't even up for debate in my my mind. I don't think they forgot it. I think the fifty thing he made them f- feel like yo, you can't like him, right. even though he had big ass records, right? right? They and then they might have forgot, took... forgot it too, though. They forgot a lot of those yo, records. They like, oh, fifty had a big part in it because exactly what you said. He made people like not want to discredit the situation. He, he made people feel like I ain't cool if I play job, which is crazy. All of that's over now, though. The hits live. You can't. <laughs> Music is forever. Amen. You can't. No, yeah. but you can't. What What I've learned with my catalog is something that I've taken over the TV film, make great shit, because great shit will stand the test of time. And like a great movie is forever. Mm-hmm. A great TV series, you'll watch it forever. So it's like the same thing with music. I made great music. It's standing. It's going to be forever. I'm going to make TV and film like that, too. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's when that's when when you own it, it's worth something. Yeah. There's a lot of people that was making music 20 years ago like me, but they ain't selling their shit for a hundred. They, they didn't own it. It's gonna be tough. They they don't own it, but even if they even own if they it, they owned it, it's not worth not worth anything. Cause a lot of niggas came in with Olivier. And Olivia's like, I don't want to buy it. They, they, it's not like yours. Not interested. He's like, it's not like yours. It's not going to, in 20 years, he, where he feels it's still going to be ringing off. Uh, it's still going to be ringing. That's when you could get that hunted. That's when you could get the bag. So that's why I said, moving forward, that's I took that with TV and film. I got to make great, great content. How many singles in the, How many songs in the catalog? It's like 20-something, it's like 25 albums. 25 albums. Yeah. So wow. Like, yeah. Wow. See, but you look at like No Limit. Remember No Limit was dropping every, records? Every, every that was month. ridiculous. <laughs> right. They but, were dropping albums every week. So even even thing, if I'm quite sure if Master P wanted to sell, it's a big ass check. Yeah, that's the check. The only thing is nobody's the biggest. Yeah, that's no, the biggest. Cash Money's the biggest. But nobody, he got, nobody's really listening to those. To those yeah. Cash Money will get a billy. But then Cash Little money, Wayne, but little how was Little Wayne able to sell his masters? I heard Little Wayne sold his young money young money for like it was young money. It wasn't Cash Money. But baby didn't that wasn't babies? No, he probably had fifty yeah. percent. Some some level of ownership. Yeah, yeah that's had. just young money. So that's only from two thousand eight to the present. But I heard he got a hundred too. Yeah, yeah. Birdman the best that ever did it. Yeah. As far as labels goes, there's no dispute in Cash Money is the greatest label ever. Yeah. 20, it is. 25 years still going. Think about it. Biggest artist. Yeah, huh? That shit was out over what, 25 years. 23 years ago. 98. 98, 99, yeah. Nigga, this nigga's been hot. Now they got NBA Youngboy. 23 years later. I think he's just, is he signed or is he managing him? Hey, listen. Uh-huh. They've been hot all this time. They got 
And they got Drake. And they got Nicki. Yeah, Drake, they got Nicki. But they don't got Drake anymore. We always in the business of Drake. All right, that's what he said. We always going to be in the business. Yeah. It's like LeBron. <laughs> Can't let LeBron go. It's fucking... Yeah. But they're the best. They're the best label ever. No one's even close to cash money. I don't think. No one's close to them. And if they if, if they ever wanted to sell, Baby and Slim could get a billy. Someone will get them a billion dollars, yo. Yeah. Irv, been a pleasure, my brother. Anything you want to let the people know before we before we wrap? Tales, we made it in America movie. Coming top of the year with a soundtrack. Be on the lookout. It's great content. It's a movie. It's a movie. Streaming services or BT? Oh, it's gonna go on. No, it's it's gonna be a theatrical, then straight to streaming. Yeah. And and I'm adamant about that because when I talk to the my business people and the, the streaming services, I said, Joe, I'm really about my culture. I'm like, Nigga, my, my culture needs to see a movie in the theaters, yo. We don't get movies made for us. So I want them to be able to go get some popcorn and watch it in the theaters, hear that music play in the theaters. I actually really want that. So hopefully that happens. We'll be at the premiere. We will. Hopefully if we get invited. You're definitely invited. <laughs> we did. It's Jesus and Moses. <laughs> Who's Jesus. Stuff for debate. Who's Jesus? I think he's he's claiming Jesus. He's Jesus and you're Moses? I, I guess that's how it's going. Every time Chris says it, he starts with him and says, Jesus and Moses. I want to make a movie because I hate, I hate that you never see black people fight for their freedom. Mm, like Braveheart? Whenever you see white people from 300 to Braveheart, white people will die before they fucking become slaves. Black people... They never show black people like that. Nate Parker tried it. Yeah, he tried it, but it 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 wasn't what I'm saying. Yeah. So I did a little knowledge, and they said the Haitian. I was just about to say that. That's crazy. They said the Haitians revolted the white people and wasn't going. Well, you know they're going to be slaves. You know, Haiti is the only successful revolt. And I'm making that movie. Well, Haiti Haiti is the only country in the world that has ever been birthed out of a um, slave revolt. It never has been done before. I'm I'm making that movie because like. <laughs> The, the this is breaking news, yo. This is breaking news. Freedom! <laughs> Nigga got his head chopped off. He's swimming freedom till he died, yo. <laughs> I want to see black people do yeah, that. Yeah, that. It makes sense. Every time we see black people, and we very strong, we could probably fuck white people up. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a bunch <laughs> of niggas from Africa. My money on them on the fist fight. I'm going to go out on a limb. The niggas came over there with their bayonets or whatever. Perhaps. But what they do, they got on the boat. Fair. So I want to make a movie that's true that depicts niggas standing up and saying, fuck you, freedom or death. That might be the name of the movie. I'm serious, though. Freedom of death. I'm serious. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. No. Can't do that. No. Your man Kanye. And Kanye's a friend, but I just, I don't know what he's doing. He's in the middle of a lot of shit right now. I don't know what he's doing. Like, Wait, Can he survive it? I, I'll tell you this. I don't know. I'll tell you this, though. Me, Jay, and Kanye was in Paris. Niggas in Paris. I had to go see them perform. Mm. So when they was, I think it was a Watch the Throne tour. I flew out to Paris. We was at this little diner. 
And if y'all know Ye, Ye is just different. He is. So he's sitting there told me, he said, you know, Gotti, he said, I want to do some shit to make the whole world hate me. Then I'll make him love me again. So whenever he does crazy shit like this, I'll be like, is this, is he trying to make everyone? Because what, what do you think you're going to get getting from black people by shitting on George Floyd and his death? No black person, even if you're right, I don't, no one cares if you're right or wrong, if you have fentanyl. Nigga got choked out by some fucking racist cops. Shut the fuck up. Like, what is that? Yeah. I think it was misquoted, though. I don't think he said, he, they said they, he said, no, that, he said he died from fentanyl. He said they hit him with the fentanyl. They hit him. So I think in his brain, he's, it's a conspiracy that they actually tried to set him up and they shot him with the, cause he said like he prayed for eight minutes before and he said it even fucked him up because he reminded him of Virgil. So I think what he was trying to say was like they killed him with fentanyl. Cause he said they hit him. If you listen, he said, they said they hit him with the fentanyl. That's what he said. Yeah, but the medical examiner said that wasn't the cause of death. No, no, I'm just yeah. saying what well, that's what he said. They yeah. hit him with the fentanyl. I think it's just tough to watch. Like, and I saw uh Trevor Noah talk about it. He was like, he's had he's dealt with mental illness in his family. And when you know somebody's going through that, we're not putting the camera on them. We're like, yo, is everything okay? Are you taking your medication? We're nurturing that. Rather than saying, Oh, have an episode, let's record it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I feel like I mean, that's I know what we're doing. I like Kanye personally. We, I, we love him. I know him and I like him, but I don't know what he's doing when he's saying all this shit. And it's like he keeps saying shit to make black people not like him. White Lives Matter teacher. White Lives Matter, that was the new shit. The new shit that George he did it's like, the, yo, you want, you, the, white man. White man can't be, like, he can't, he, he he's the most, like. Is right. it because he's running for president and he wants the white vote? That could be part of it. it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I try not to give it too much attention. Me too. I I don't... I try not to, like, have an opinion or anything on it. Just like, that's just it's Kanye. Kanye being Kanye. Kanye being Kanye. I just Kanye. like just pray for our brother. That's all I said. Pray for him. We'll see. Yeah. He's well, important. We'll see. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Tales. <laughs> Tales. Tales, episode. we made it in America, top of the year. It's also a TV component called Double Threat, showing the making of uh, the movie We Made It in America. That's coming to you too. So just be on the lookout. There's going to be content coming from your boy IG. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 peace, peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.